Welcome to Combustible. This is a little bit of a special episode. We're broadcasting from uh, in Destin, Florida right now. And as a little change-up, we're not going to be talking to the uh, the regular crew, but we have the crew's wives. So going around the table, uh, introduce yourself and say who you belong to. Or, well, actually, I guess it's the other way. Who who belongs to you? Hi, everybody. I'm Nicole. Uh, Pabell belongs to me. You probably know him as Trosh. Hi, everybody. I'm Hatch's wife, Robin. That's all I got to say. <laughs> That's the end. I don't think Shane has an alter ego, so I'm Shannon, Shane's wife. And I'm Paula. I belong to Bill. All right, so what we wanted to talk about a little bit was the wives' perspective on all of this and, and living with firefighters and um, kind of having to put up with all that stuff that we talk about all the time. So if you guys want to start, you can start talking about uh, what it was like to transition, some of them. Uh, some of you were with firefighters before you were married, and some of you were uh, with firefighters after, or, or that you they became firefighters after you were married. It's me, Nicole. <laughs> I have a unique situation. I grew up with a father as a firefighter, um, so I experienced that most of my life uh, growing up. And then marrying Pabell, he didn't become a fireman until we were married probably about eight years. So the perspective difference of being a child of a fireman very different than a wife of a fireman Um, and the transition period going over is to me was a lifestyle choice because you now have to share your husband with someone else Um, and it's to me a whole nother lifestyle in the fire department compared to what they do at home and you have to be okay with giving them over for a period of time and then you get them back because when they're there they're They're not at home and they're there and they have to be focused and they have to be able to do what they need to do and you can't necessarily rely on them to do something at home when they're at the fire department so it was a choice a definite choice um, in order to maintain a happy marriage and a happy lifestyle you have to be okay with that decision 26 years we're at 26 years now, and he's been a firefighter the whole time, so I don't really know any different mm-hmm. as far as marriage. But you do have to learn how to be pretty self-sufficient. Because mm-hmm. you can, I mean, I was at the vet putting a dog down, and I called him. I was like, I need you to come. The kids are a mess. We're a mess. And he's like, yeah, I'm at the top of, you know, Spaghetti mm-hmm. Junction with a guy that's trying to jump, and I can't leave. And so you just have to handle it. And you can't be, you can't be bitter and angry at them either. Exactly. Right. Yeah, you kind of have to let them, you just have to handle it, and you have to be okay with that. And you can't be bitter, you can't be angry, you can't be resentful. Right, and so Shannon, your parents were in nursing and in the hospital business, so you were kind of used to a parent being gone for long shifts, right? Well, yeah, my, my father worked for the railroad, and he tra- so he was gone for three or four days at a time. But then my parents divorced when I was 11. Mm-hmm. And then my mom became a nurse when I was a sophomore in high school. So kind of a little bit different but all three of our children were born when Shane was on duty mm-hmm. you know yes he was there right <laughs> he, he made it but I mean I had to call Shane in the middle of the night when my water broke with our first kid and say hey it's real you know he had to come home the second ones were all the, the other two were born when he was on duty mm-hmm. it, that's what happens if it's going to happen it's going to happen when they're on duty that right. just seems to be the 
Murphy's Law of being a firefighter's wife. For sure. I was the youngest of six kids, so it was a joke in our house all the time. It was like, Dad's on shift, something's going to go wrong. And it did. Any broken bones we had, any stitches we had, anything happened while Dad was on shift, and that's just the way it was. Um, And that definitely transitioned into, obviously, marriage life, too, when we were having kids and important things are happening you know they have to miss a lot of things that they don't necessarily want to miss and it's you have to be very careful not to blame them for missing them it's not their fault that they're missing the play at school or somebody's birthday or Christmas morning for that matter there were so many mornings that we adjusted our family to either having Christmas Eve morning or Christmas Eve night. Well, Santa does that for firefighters. I don't know if y'all had that same conversation with your yes. children. It was like, oh, Santa knows daddy's a fireman. He's going to be here, so he's going to come yes, early. he's going to come early. He, mm-hmm. he understands. Yeah, it does seem mm-hmm. like every holiday fell. Every holiday birthday event always falls on when they're at the station. So yeah. yeah. I think that around. my um, – this, okay, say my name before speaking. This is Shannon. <laughs> um, I think that as a doing, I was an emergency room nurse before. I'm a nurse practitioner now. I say I'm retired to private practice, but I was an emergency room nurse for a long time. So I understand emergencies, the nature of emergencies, and I get the working holidays, weekends, nights, all that kind of stuff. So I think that you know, kind of gave me a little bit different perspective, maybe, into what he was doing, what he. And when he would come home and he would be affected by a bad call, I knew exactly how he was feeling because I've experienced that too. Mm-hmm. That's a really good perspective. This is Nicole for Bellside. <laughs> um, that's a really neat perspective to have. I find it it's really easy to say um, we need to make a choice. you got to be okay with it. It's all good, but let's get down to the or the real part of it. When you are at home and the kids are screaming and something goes wrong, it's not easy. Mm -mm. It's not easy at all. And it's a lot easier to say, God, he's never here or never here when something is important or whatever. It's really easy to go that way. So there is a hard part to it. There's definite part that you think. I didn't want to be a single parent or, I mean, let's be real. Firemen don't make all the money in the world, right? So they typically are firemen and then they come home and do another job on top of that. So you're spending a lot of time away from each other. I mean, there was times when he ran 48 hours. So he was gone for 48, home for one. And one of my things was, "Mm, I'm kind of a single parent for two thirds of my life. Um, and that's not really fair to him, but it, it's tough on it's tough on the moms and the babies too. Yeah, Adam um, would always ask me when I would tuck him in at night, "Where's Daddy tonight? Where's Daddy going to be tomorrow?" Yeah. You know, "Where's Daddy tonight? Where's Daddy going to be tomorrow?" Every mm-hmm. night it was the same refrain. And then he asked his best friend in four year old preschool, "Where does your Daddy sleep every night?" And the kid just kind of looked at him like, uh, "With my mommy," <laughs> <laughs> you know, because in Adam's world. Daddy slept somewhere else, and that was normal. With a, to with him. a, a room full of other men. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, what is the um, looking back? What were what would you say is the big the big moment for you where you really wanted Hatch at home and he just wasn't there? I'm gonna have to say that I felt pretty lucky. Um, he, I guess maybe he had a good support system. He had a lot. He's got a lot of friends in the fire department, not just colleagues and. He, he did pretty good getting home when I needed him. But I went into it a little bit differently than Shannon and Nicole. I didn't 
we weren't married. We got married way after he became a firefighter. Um, we've only been married 15 years. Or maybe I should say, we've been married 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like I was already comfortable with, I liked the schedule because it, it gave me quite time with our kids. And then when he came home, he had his time and right. I got to, you know, so I felt like we balanced it really well, but we already had a little practice because we mm -hmm. didn't get married until we were in our 30s. So I, I'm, I'm lucky in that respect. I didn't feel like I went through it like that. And Paula, you, um, how did you end up dealing with uh, having those emergencies where I wasn't there <laughs> and then me coming home and kind of saying, yeah, that's not an emergency? <laughs> which, not sure which events you're thinking of, but <laughs> it was... It was actually very helpful that you worked in our county that we live in. So if there really yeah. was an emergency, you could just bring the fire truck by. I say just, <laughs> like it's nothing. But there was an instance where um, I was on the treadmill and our son like got his hand stuck in the treadmill. And like, so I've got him screaming. I've got, you know, our three-year-old. I can't figure out how to even get them to the hospital. Like calling 911 for some reason didn't occurred to me I couldn't decide whether it was a, an emergency or not you know like how bad is it all I've got is this kid that there's no way I could strap him into a car seat he was just you know prone and I call Bill and he's like you know fire truck going in the background you know lights and sirens somewhere else and I'm like but I need you and you're <laughs> like I'm not you know I can't be there and eventually you come bursting in the door with your medic pack and wrap his hand up that was christmas day too and so we were it was i was a, trying to get up to my family's it and, was a bad avulsion he had basically taken all the skin off the bottom of his middle finger mm -hmm. from the from the palm to the tip and i mean thick thick skin and had just rolled it all up to the fingertip because he got it stuck in the the belt of the um of the the treadmill mm -hmm. and couldn't get it out and it just tore it all off so when i got home i was like holy crap this is way worse than what i was picturing when you said you know his fingers hurt but right yeah it was it, it was a lot and there was i mean there's all kinds of you know that you're dealing with our dog had epilepsy and he's having fits on the floor and you know i've got babies and saucers and things like that this they're you know, and ba he's babies and saucers. Saucers, you know those saucer things that oh. babies sit yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> but it, we actually worked through it because we had, and you guys do too. I think have such a great support system with your family too. Yes. Bill's mother was huge in raising our kids. She lived thirty minutes away for the first, you know, five or six years of you know having our kids. My mom lives close by, and she would help. My dad would come down and take the kids to doctor's visits. You know, because you. You've got so many things that you have to do, and when your loved one is gone a third of the time, it's you know it's hard to manage everything and still work full time. You mm -hmm. know? So, family has definitely been strong with us too. His mom has been there since Ramsey was tiny, so mm -hmm. that's huge. It's been a, a big point. help. Yeah. It makes yeah. a very big difference in everything that you do when you have support system. And don't be afraid to use your support no. system. There's nothing shameful about asking for help. Shane's parents, they live 10, 15 minutes from us. And, you know, I've had to call them many a time just 
you know, with three kids, I mean, I had a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a new baby at one time. That gets a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And I could call them, and, you know, and my father, too, you know, would just jump and run for anything. So what would any of you change if you could? Everybody seems very content with the firefighter's life. The pay and the benefits. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. The other part, you know, that's um, I'm so proud of him for what he does. I mean, there's to me, it's an amazing thing. He helps people all the time, and um, his other passion is helping other firefighters get safely home to their families. And I couldn't be more proud of who he is and how he handles himself. And um, I w- yeah, I would do it over again. Right, and times. I would, I wouldn't change anything because to change anything would be to change who Shane is and I kind of dig who Shane is I don't really want to change who Shane is so being a firefighter is just an intrinsic part of his nature and I don't want to change him and you know it's all I've ever it's all I've ever known this is Robin Hatch's wife Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've told you before um, (laughs) that's why we were together is because he was a firefighter and well but he's he's been a really strong part of my life just I've changed mm-hmm. by meeting him and vice versa I've done a lot of good things for him too but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that in we all know that we hold it all together <laughs> <laughs> well I mean people say they'll say I, I I said, I want, you know, it should be my motto. I've, I've done, I haven't done much well in life, but I married well, you know, mm-hmm. and that's made all the difference because he's made me a better person. And I wouldn't be where I am today without him. He says he wouldn't be where he is today without me, but. For sure. What would you change, right. Paula? Yeah. What would you change about me? I don't know. Yep. I mean, I, I, it took some adjusting to me. We got engaged after you right after you were accepted to the fire department so I, I mean we going into it I knew that always knew that you wanted to be a firefighter so it wasn't like a change but I did have to adjust my mind to that you would not be there a third of the time kind of thing but but we were talking about that you really actually get a lot done on those days yeah. <laughs> <You did. laughs> <There. Yes. laughs> but mm-hmm. um, it was uh, yeah I don't I can't I, mean, I do like that now you're working days so that you're home helping with homework and things like that but then also you're you're there you're I mean I I love that you work for the fire department I you know I'm proud of that the neighbors um, yeah. come we're all proud anybody of that. We're all proud of it yeah anybody that knows that they need help like from our neighbors to our family you know it's like Bill's the first person that they call because he knows how to do and everything I, I know when our kids were little it's like we had a daddy at work routine you know, when, when Shane was gone, we had our little routine that we did. And then when he was home, when the days that I would work, when he was off, they had their own little routine that they did. So that, you know, and he's like, oh, I don't feel like I spend a lot of time with the kids. I feel like I don't want to I was like, you spend more time with your kids than a lot of, because, you know, he would take advantage of those two days or the one day, you know, when he was working 48. So he would take advantage of that time. And he would try to make that time count, you know, mm-hmm. for as much as he could. So if you ask our kids they're like no we, no they've never felt that way they've never felt like dad was missing or absent or like they're lacking their dad they've never felt that way because he you know when he got off it was all about spending time with the kids doing this with the kids even if it was something just going grocery shopping 
you know, mm-hmm. that that's okay. That's he made that a point. So I, I mean, if our children were here and you asked them, they would say, no, we don't feel like we missed anything. They never realized holidays and birthdays and that kind of stuff because we made up for it, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. Had it on a different day. Had it on a different day. Christmas was a different day for us. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and that was just. I think that's why I like the schedule, not just because I get my time to get my thing done, but it makes us pay attention to the time when they are exactly spend yeah. that time. I would agree with Pabell and I in raising the kids. We have four kids at home, but um, with them being little, and we would just do things. You have Easter at the fire department. Right. You have Thanksgiving dinner with the crew. Um, You just adjust, and you do what you need to do. You make the trips you need to make, and you make each day count that they are there. And touching on what you just said, I think one of the things that that younger firefighter wives need to know is that that crew becomes their family. Yes. Their, Their second family. and. They're got they lean on them, mm-hmm. you know, and I know there have been times where I, I feel like if I needed something and Shane was not available, I know I could call any one of these guys right here mm-hmm. and they would help me. And it was the same way when he because you know now he's not at a house anymore, he's not at a station anymore. But I knew there were certain firefighters that I could call them, mm-hmm. and you know, I had that extended family. And I don't think. In, like when we the line of duty death that you guys had and the funeral that we went to, people don't understand that sense of brotherhood that yes. these guys have. They don't. I don't think people really understand that unless they're in it and they live it and they see it. You know, and even though Shane may be gone, you know, if something bad happened, I could and it was Hatch's day off. I could call Hatch and say, Hatch, I need you, and he'd be like, Okay, cool. Or I could call Bill, even though he lives in DeKalb County, whatever, uh-huh. right? Or Pabell or whomever, and you have that you have that support system because they literally will die for each other mm-hmm. so helping out each other's families is just like second nature second almost. nature to them yeah. yeah right people um that i used to work with would come up and go your husband's a firefighter aren't you scared for him aren't you no. worried and i'm like no because i know in a heartbeat that mm-hmm. you know larry or paul or pick or somebody at, on those early stations would would have yeah. called me immediately now you know Shane or Marty or whoever, you know, just would, they would always call me if something was wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. There was this one big dude that Shane worked with forever, Carrie Patton. He's a big dude. He's still a big dude. And I always felt comfortable when I knew Carrie was there because I thought if anything happens to Shane, Patton is, he's like the Incredible Hulk. He'll go running in. You know, he won't let it. And not that any of them wouldn't do it, but Patton was just a different level of crazy. If you're listening to this, Carrie, I do love you. um, I like how you moved us. Yeah, I I love love you so much. I love you, Carrie. Um, I mean, my kids, my kids love Patton. They know Patton. Mm -hmm. You know, and you get that level of trust with those guys. And so, you know, as a young wife, you can. I'm with you. I was never scared, so you can take comfort in that. You know, yes, bad things happen, but you know, never scared because I mean, I'm pretty sure I scared the hell out of Paula a few times. I was never scared when he was on duty and he would filter things. Like, I know of a specific firefighter's mulligan, I'm not naming any names, Bill. <laughs> um, and he so he would tell me stories after the fact, and I would usually be like, stop right there. I don't want to hear this. I don't need to hear any more. I don't want to know. I don't want anything to keep me up at night. So, and I know my husband, and he is my hind, so, but he's a pretty damn good firefighter. Mm-hmm. So I just, I knew that about him too. And I knew that he was surrounded by some pretty damn good firefighters. So I just, 
honest to God, I never really worried. I never worried about him. He did butt dial me one time in the middle of the night. I was going to say, I think we've all done that. <laughs> yeah, he butt dialed me one night. And um, I, of course, I answered the phone because it was in the middle of the night. And it said it was him, you know, on my cell phone. And I hear all this commotion. And I hear the beep, beep, beep of something backing up. And I hear, just lift the fence. Just lift the fence. And remember, my fat ass is back here, so don't run over me, okay? And then I hear, and the phone cuts off. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit did they just run him over or what just happened here so i gave it a few minutes gave it a few minutes and i called him back and he's like babe what's the matter why are you calling me and i was like are you okay and he's like yeah i'm fine why and i told him what happened and he was like oh i'm sorry i butt dialed you and i was like yeah so you basically <laughs> called him in the middle of the night scared the shit out of him, him. <laughs> exactly yeah. we scared the shit out, out of each other but there have been a few times where I desperately needed him and he was able to come home. So, you know, the dog, that was just one of those things. But when I really actually, it was a true emergency and I needed him, he was able to come home. So there, there is, there, I've never really truly had a serious emergency when my grandmother died, he dropped everything and came home. You know, those sorts of things, right. he's, he's been able to do that. I had someone follow me home from work one night when I was an emergency room nurse, and um, I called him from the sheriff's phone. I said, "I need you to come home now." I said, "I'm not, sp- I, you know." Mm-hmm. It was very scary. I had right. deputies all in the house, searching the house, and you know. Right. That's scary thought. Yeah. Um, for me, I think there were times. Um, you know, most of the time I didn't worry about Pavel. I knew that he was okay. I know how hard he trains. I know how concerned he is about the welfare of himself and for the crew that he is with. Um, But for me, it's when you're having a casual conversation and there's not much going on at the station, so you're just kind of chatting like, hey, we've got this going on, this has happened, whatever, and the tones drop. And he's like, I got to go. Cuts you off, boom. And then you're like, that silence is there. And you're like, oh, God, what's he doing? I hope everything's okay. And those are the times when I truly was like, okay, I'm a little worried. Um, You just kind of shoot up a prayer and you, you hope, you know, God's got him and it's going to keep him safe and and then you go about your day again you just pick it up and keep going and and wait for him to call you to let you know that everything's good and he's finished and that still gets me when I'm on the phone with them and the tone drop mm-hmm. um, it's just something that it just gives brings reality to what's going on in his life every day and now Shane doing what mm-hmm. he does it doesn't matter what time of day or night it is if something's mm-hmm. going on in DeKalb County I hear it now from a side I've never heard it before mm-hmm. because he has that radio thing and I can hear the guys in the fire doing mm-hmm. what they're doing and and i'm like i'm so glad i didn't hear that 20 years ago yeah. yes <laughs> mm-hmm. and it makes me nervous and anxious for these guys i don't even know in the middle of the night more than i ever was for my own husband isn't that's kind of twisted <laughs> it's reality. So, so robin has uh, hatch ever called you from the scene like maybe when he's burning down an interstate or something like that <laughs> said hey you know uh i'm out here and yeah there's a lot of fire and there's concrete exploding everywhere and 85 has got to collapse yeah you know i think i'm gonna get to meet the president over it so it's all good (laughs) i'm trying to think of times when i was really worried and i I pray a lot when he's at work and Mm -hmm. when my kids are gone and you know as we all do but hatch has a, a level of of confidence uh in there that makes me not worry as much because he he gets he gets it done and i've seen that in him in more ways than one but um i don't worry because he, he he's a smart firefighter and a great leader in in my 
perspective and I don't remember really worrying maybe when I was much younger and just we just started out and I didn't know a lot about how it worked and he would come home with the interesting stories about being inside and what's engulfed around them and you know that made me a little scary them being on the side of the road you know in middle of a big city and you know it's scary down there in those places so yeah, maybe when we just started out a little bit but what know, scares I pray a lot me, what scares me now is something that I used to think in my nativity was cool is that a word Whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. I think that's uh, when uh, you said all the the baby the, Jesus the, 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 the and the mangers. animals. Okay. Out at the mangers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's a nativity. <laughs> nativity. Na when I was very naive. naive. Yeah. There you go. Let's go with that. And when I was very naive, <laughs> and I would change the sheets because the sheets would smell like house fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even after he took a shower, and he'd come and he'd get in bed, and in the, the bed would smell like house fire, and that didn't really. I was like, well, that's his job. That's what he does. Now, twenty six years later, I'm like, I really hope that he doesn't end up with some sort of cancer from mm -hmm. coming home and smelling like house fire. So now mm -hmm. I'm more fearful of the aftermath of the yeah. aftermath mm -hmm. than I was 26 years ago. I was like, cool, my husband's a badass. He comes <laughs> home, he smells like house fire. He's blowing sooty snot rockets. This is awesome, you know. And, you know, he's in the shower. And now it's like, ooh, God, that might not have been a good thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't, don't laugh. You did it. And no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing you like you know greeting Shane at the door and like no, no, don't take a shower. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, this is this is good. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And now, now it's not so good. Now it's know? now it's like ooh darn. I don't know if I was as worried about the actual incidents as the lasting psychological impact of like seeing people burned in car fires and women scared and throwing their babies at you. You know, like that's heavy stuff you know like it, i just had always worried about what that would do to you what did it do to me i don't know i guess it i mean made you not fearful of a lot of things you know you just kind of have you've had to in your personal life too have come across some heavy things and you just deal with it you know so do you think that over time i have become more and more um what's the word immune to that kind of thing do you think the you rest of you to. do you think that your, your husbands have you changed to. but is it a change uh, i think it's a growth yeah um yeah. i think that with pavel um you know there's so many times that he'll start to say something and i can see him stop and think about it so i know that he's um putting away something that happened that day i know that something took place that was difficult and i can tell just by the way he walks in the door that something happened and I've learned not to ask as much as I used to um, and I think the way that he raised our kids or that we raised our kids was reflected a lot by what he experienced as well um, because our kids didn't get to do a lot of the things right? the other kids got to do <laughs> there's um, no trampoline they, in the Dobson Casa oh no we no, were not no allowed to trampoline either you yeah. know there's a lot of things like that that you know and a lot of times as a mom we have to step in and say they are not the incidents you're approaching every day that's because you've been on those scenes doesn't mean those scenes are taking place here at home and there was times we had to talk about lightening up a bit because the kids are not on those scenes and they have to be able to be kids um, and he definitely grew and adjusted through that, but 
So um, Shane's I worry the about the same thing. He's a, he's like a master compartmentalizer, <laughs> and I would only know that something was bothering him because he would be quiet. He'd never, and you know, I was an I'm an emergency room nurse. I've seen mm-hmm. some pretty bad crap myself, and so I would have to kind of pull it out of him. Oh yeah, Pavel's yeah. the same way. He yeah. won't tell you. you. Yeah, I just know what's happening. Yeah, he doesn't tell me about it. And I bet if you asked our kids, they'd be like, "What? Dad was upset about something? We didn't know." We yeah, didn't the kids would yeah. never know. Yeah. Robin, you're nodding, but we can't see the nod on the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just agreeing that. Um, well, there's like Mike really separate. Uh, yeah, personas. Yeah, or something a little mm-hmm. bit. He comes home and talks about it because I'm okay listening to most of it. There, if right. I'm not, I, I let him know. You know, that's a little much for me. But I think we've both been good sounding boards for each other because you know I teach, so I have my own sounding boards. I'm sure, <laughs> but so we we've been a good again a good balance with that. And maybe that has to do a lot with when we started and you know, but. I mean, Shane and I have been together since we were 18, so we grew up together, yeah. literally. We yeah. learned how to be adults and to be husband, wife, parent, partners. We spouse, did a lot of whatever. growth together. Yeah. We were already in a certain place. We were already so. adults. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were idiots. We didn't know what we were doing. You know, we, <laughs> I'm going to be a firefighter, and I'm going to be a nurse, and everything's going to be fantastic, <laughs> and we're going to just live this fantastic life. And Yeah. <laughs> On top of the world. On top of the world. We're going to we have so much. We were a little too immature for that. I right? I was 14. <laughs> we're going to have so much money. <laughs> we were really, really young when we started, 14 and 16, and um, when we got together. And, um, gosh, we've definitely grown up together. But I'd say Pavel's always had a really strong, protective nature about him. And if the fire department has done anything, it has just heightened that protection um, hugely for me and the kids. So I think when he comes home and doesn't really talk about something is because he's trying to protect us from what he's experiencing because of what he saw. Um, so he does, that's his mechanism, the way he see, copes It's with interesting. It. So we're, we've all got such a different perspective because mm-hmm. you guys were young. We were young. Mm-hmm. You, Robin and Hatch were adults. Mm-hmm. And for the most practical purposes, so were Bill and Paula. I mean, well, you almost were, just barely <laughs> an adult. I was 28, so I was just barely 20, matured. Yeah, as a man, yes, you were just barely matured. <laughs> but Paula was a mature, grown sure, adult. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. She, was, yeah. she was little yeah. life. She's like Mary Tyler Moore in downtown Atlanta. <laughs> exactly. You know, being a professional and stuff. So we, you know, so if there's any wives out there listening, like, oh, I can't relate to that. Or, you know, you can relate to one of us. One of us can relate to you on some way, shape, or form. For sure. For sure. I would agree with that. So I initially asked if, if anybody had changed, but it sounds like it's not a, a change as much as some of you are describing. It's um, an adaption. Well, that, there, you know, that, that certain maybe. traits are being amplified. Yes, I would agree with that. Or, or relaxed. Okay. Yeah. Because, or, um, relaxed. or relaxed, yeah. When Hatch and I were married, he was pretty flippin' intense. And, <laughs> I mean, even though he's, he still is to a certain degree, but... But he's, I guess, growing as a firefighter, growing as a husband, growing as a father. He's begun to relax in some ways and help me to relax in uh, in certain ways. So, you know, and it could be that we're a little older than, well, not all of you, but a little older than some of you. And maybe it's just because we're over that little, I don't know what it is. I just know he's relaxed and become little less intense about certain things less hatch 
Not less hatch. Not less hatch. No, no. Okay. No. Uh, See, Shane's the opposite. I feel like Shane's the opposite right now. Like he's become yeah. more tense. And in the position that he's in now, it's like a 24 7. Yeah. He's always on call. He always has to be available. Whereas when he was on duty and he was on shift, so to speak, when he got off, it, he was off and he could leave it. So he's been in this role for what, a year and a half? Bill, you about, think? About that. About yeah. that. And he's really now struggling to try and disconnect and find a way to relax and we've had we've been having these conversations like you're not any fun anymore you're well his his role has changed his role has changed more stressful i mean his role has changed quite a bit too Uh, but somewhere he's learned to balance it and there's certain times that are tougher than others but it'll happen i just i feel like he's start well first of all he had to recognize it And, and so he's just now recognized that yeah whoa wait a minute i need to be able to step back so now that he's recognized that I feel like my job is to kind of try and help him figure out ways that work for him to help him relax and step back from, you know. I feel like with um, Pavel and I, or any firefighter really, right? So their entire career is a whole time of adjustment for your marriage, for your family, and for their career, um, especially as they're growing in their career. When you, you start at one section, you're adapting to the whole lifestyle of being a firefighter family. Um, you get adapted to that. And as they grow in their career and change and do things and their schedule changes and things happen. So um, Pavel has been a few years now on 9 to 5. And that adjustment has been huge um, to get back to being on that schedule. I'm like, I miss shift. <laughs> I mean, let's go back to the way we used to do things. I was comfortable there. What happened? Uh, we can't have pancakes um, for dinner? Yes. It's like, wait, what do you mean there's not cereal for dinner tonight? That was awesome. Yeah. Um, but so that adjustment has been huge. And I feel like, you know, I don't feel like the adjustments are ever going to stop in this career. This is just, there's always something. If you're not adjusting your schedule, you're adjusting how you handle something because of what they've experienced or you're adjusting how you celebrate a holiday because you don't get to do it the way you normally do you have to go do it somewhere else or whatever it may be Um, but I would say those adjustments build your marriage they build your family and and the character within yourselves as well and they're good for you and, and it teaches you how to become a unit and to work together as a unit um, I think that when they join the fire department, their whole family joins the fire department. Absolutely. It's not just them. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. we all do. And you and you do in different ways. I think it's important for the, you know, the wives out there that are listening um, and your husband's made this decision um, and you're joining him. Know that you have to recognize that decision and keep it. You can't turn back on it later. You can't allow um, anger or disappointment to turn into resentment towards him for who he is and what he does you need to support him and you can't ask him to choose you know you're absolutely right you can't say choose what are you going to do today are you going to you know go to work hello Mm -hmm. are you going to be part of this family i mean because that's not fair it's not and when they come home they're still a fireman Mm -hmm. even on their days off they're yep. still a fireman. And I'll warn you now, when you go in public, everything will happen when they are there. <laughs> right. Everything. Somebody gets hurt. Something is sick. It always happens when you're out and about with your family and your husband will need to step in and do what's right. 
um, and you and you need to support him in that area. In return, firemen need to support what they have at home as well because it's not always easy on the wives and the family, but um, it's important to make that decision as a family to stick together. So what, and one of the important things, too, is being a mom, I think, is to keep it consistent for the kids. You mentioned, mm-hmm. like, pancakes for dinner. Yes. Mm-hmm. When we first got married, somebody said to me that their father was a firefighter, and their moms, every time the dad was at shift, that she'd make pancakes for them. And he said, I resented when my dad was home because we couldn't eat pancakes. You know, like, it was great when he wasn't here. And now when he's here... We have to eat food, you know, like we have to, you know, and so I, I, I tried, yeah, I tried to keep things <laughs> consistent for the kids, although I will say they, they would bounce off the walls when you were at station, sorry, and then when you came home, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we have to behave, and we can't just like run around screaming in the house, and you know, I, I, I did the best I could, you know, I had to... Right. Well, my, my, yeah, and my dad oh. told me, because you know, my dad would travel on the railroad, he'd be gone for three or four days, and he's like... When he some of the best advice he gave me said when Shane comes through the front door don't bombard him with the kids did this the kids did that he goes you handle your children mm-hmm. don't wait on him to get home to handle your children so mm-hmm. I remember one time he called me and, and Adam was just like freaking out in the background and he's like what's going on with Adam I was like oh nothing we're fine <laughs> and I'm like kind of trying to go into a different room and Adam's like following me <laughs> you know having this major meltdown. And he's like, really, what's going on? So I like, go in the bathroom and shut the door. I'm like, nothing, we're fine. How's your day going? The kids are, you know, and Adam's like beating on the door. And he goes, Shannon, really, what happened? I said, well, if you must know, Adam called me a butthead, and I washed his mouth out with soap. <laughs> and, you know, and he's like, oh, babe, good for you. You know, and I was like, yeah, and he's really angry, and he's having a major meltdown. But I got it. Right. That, that might be a time in my life that I probably would have been able to do one of your mulligan episodes, right? right? Because there were so many times I can remember calling and be like, babe, the kids are driving me crazy. You got to do something. And you're just like unloading. And I'm not thinking, God, what call did he just come off of? What did he right. just experience? And I'm just blah. The kids are horrible. I can't do this anymore. You need to come home. I'm, I can't be a single mom anymore. Like you have those meltdowns. Like you, and oh, it's and real, it got to be man. Where I would I call him and I'd say, I need to talk to you, but I don't need you to fix anything. I just need yes. to vent to somebody. <laughs> yeah, let me just that, get it out. Right. That knows who these people are we created yes. and can appreciate what hell I'm living through right now. Right. Such you know? a true statement. But yeah. would you say that firefighters in general are wired for fixing things? Yes. Mm-hmm. I so tell him all the time, don't yeah, try, try to, to fix it. Me. Just yeah. listen. <laughs> yeah, I just need to talk to you because you're Very my partner. Difficult. Very yeah. difficult. Yes. You're my yeah. partner. You're my friend. You're my best friend. Yes. And I just need to vent to you what I'm dealing with. I don't want mm-hmm. you to fix it. And then he finally got to the point in our marriage where he was like, okay, I can relax. I don't have to fix this. And he would just listen. But it took time. I think it, it, it's important, like you said, to let them know that on the phone, that I'm pissed off, I'm this is happening, mm-hmm. and I just need to tell you this. Yes. And Mike, it took me a while to get used to this. Mike would always hatch, would always say, I'm sorry, honey. And it would piss me off that he would just say that and not do anything else and then I was like hey I I know how to handle this I don't need him to it took me a long time to get past just I'm sorry honey pretty much can't do anything else about that but tell you I'm sorry so but I got past it because then I realized wait I don't need him here I just need to get it out of my system I just need him to listen to me and and then I'm okay I'm okay after I get off the phone with him Um, another thing that I would add that I also had to get used to was when he came home he was wiped a lot of the time yes because mm-hmm. he would be he 
for some reason was picked to be at really busy stations most of the time and they were constantly going through the night and he'll come home and crash and I'll have everything ready to go to do something and be like okay I'm either going to do this by myself or I'm going to sit and wait for him to be able to you know so that took some time to get used to but I I got used to that I understood that he's got to have that rest time at -hmm. home too especially you know when he works as much as he does in different places so that was a little bit of an adjustment that I think we should share yeah because they can't they will be and they're not just oh up all night it's not like they're up all night playing poker they're up all night on a physically demanding job mm-hmm. and it's not or just doing a drill right a marta drill <laughs> yeah. hello i've heard marta drill yeah. marta drill you know i've heard about those mine yeah and they're tired and they're sometimes they're dehydrated and thank you jesus shane's never been burned you know i've never had to deal with that but you know well, and the emotional effect that they have is exhausting. Mm. You know, what they're seeing when they go out there and handle these things, that alone is exhausting. Right. We joke a lot of time about, about like, um, Dad's got narcolepsy. There he goes again. But he tells us, he's like, it's the only time that I am comfortable is when I'm home, where I can rest and know that everything's okay. He's like, at work, you don't sleep. He goes, you lay there, but you're not asleep. You're waiting for something bad to happen every minute you're just waiting for something to happen so when he's home he'd get come in sit down get on the couch we're all like oh let's have movie night dad's asleep see that's another bonus though to be mm-hmm. married be married to a firefighter because you know in the middle of the night if you're home it, it, with your spouse i can shane will come right up out of a coma mm-hmm. ready to go Yes. So that's a bonus. <laughs> you know, let's look yep. at, you know, he can be I don't a, know that that would be a bonus in my household. He sleeps like a champ. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I would be the one up getting him awake well, maybe I mean, most of the time. I mean, I remember when I went with with Ashlyn, I was like when I woke him up and I was like, "Okay, it's time to go back to the hospital." He's like, "Let's go." Boom, out of bed, shoes on, walking out the door before I'm even like waddling three steps behind him going, "Wait for me." You know, I have to be in that car. To, yeah. So well, they definitely know how to do that. If yeah. They have to. Yeah. And they also know how to, it's like, I don't know, is it a guy thing? Can y'all all do this? Shane can get by on like four or five hours of sleep and he's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I get by, I get four or five hours of sleep. Don't anyone come near me? Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Or how about family vacations, right? So for us, it takes, for Pavel, it takes him days to yes. get into the mode. You're like, come on, we're on vacation. And he's like, well, let me just check in. Let me just make sure everything's okay. Or I'm like, why is your phone on? Like, can we not talk to the city, please? We were on vacation and I'm texting Bill. I need your help. Help me. Because I can't get him to relax. How how can I get him to relax? that, That happened. He did, and he's like, "Can verify that." One. Yeah, and he's like, "Haven't watched this movie," and I was like, "Okay, babe, we're gonna watch this movie." And he's like, "That's the stupidest movie. I don't want to watch a stupid movie. This is like something Bill would watch." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." Or so carrying two did phones around all the time. That's yeah. That's Shane carries two phones. phones. Yep. And let's just say the sirens have ruined their hearing, so all of their alarms are on full blast yes. and scare yes. the daylights out of you every time they go off. That's our big problem. Yep. Mm. All the time. All the time. <laughs> Shane is hard of hearing. Like legitimately tested on yes. paper. Hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Hatch hears everything. <laughs> 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 Is it, the, is it the strands of steel? That must be, because 
He hears so well. <laughs> <laughs> Shane hears nothing. Yeah, neither does Cabell. All right, so um, I think everybody has got at least 20 years in the fire service, so everyone's on the downhill slope to that retirement point. Mm-hmm. So what are your plans for how things are going to change? And obviously, none of us, none of the four of us are to that point where we retire and not work, but mm-hmm. as to what we're going to do after, you know, whether it's another career in the fire service or whether it's something completely different, what are your opinions on how it should change and how how it's going to be better? And I would assume it's going to be better. How are you going to make it better? How do you want it to be better? I think you should get another job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll have another job. But what what kind of a job? Do you want it to be in the fire service? Do you want it to be completely out of the fire service? Do you want it to be somewhere where we're traveling? What What is your – because I think I see it as that we've spent – 30 years getting you to conform to what we've been doing mm-hmm. to, to what we've chosen as a um, as a, a career wait wait wait, and, wait 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 i don't look at it as a we i look at it as we conf- i mean it, it's I a think team you, i i get the team thing mm-hmm. but i think that and i didn't have a full understanding of what being a firefighter was going to be so i don't know how you would have so i think some of that was forced onto i'm i can talk for paula i think some of that was forced onto paula so at this point, this is where I get to say, whatever you want to do, you tell me we're going to, you know. So what is the plan for retirement? What is the plan for the next phase of life for you guys? I don't know. To me, you're so passionate about the fire service that it seems weird to me that you would just stop and go work for some unrelated thing. You should continue, whether it's a consulting thing with the fire thing or get another job with another department. I don't know. I mean, it, but... I don't see you doing something that isn't related to fire service. I'm going to have to agree with that. I think the fire service, maybe in the beginning, becomes this choice of what you're going to do and how you're going to live your life and how you're going to make a living and provide for your family. But then it becomes a lifestyle. And then the lifestyle is just there. I can't ever see Pavel doing something different. We talk about it a lot and we talk about, oh, we're going to retire and go here and do this. And then we're like, Let's be real. He's going to be teaching fire somewhere until the end of his time. He is just a part of who he is. His passion for training firemen and for making sure that they're safe and that they're able to go home to their families is just a part of the person he is. And I anticipate that he will be doing that for a really long time. I think that, you know, maybe we'll retire and he'll spend spurts of time going places visiting places i don't know maybe going to conferences speaking i don't know what it's going to be but i can't ever see him not doing something that's helping firemen i just Um, you know i think that's just going to be our life always i agree that sounds exactly like us except that i'm hoping when i decide to get closer to that retirement that we're traveling, and in between the traveling, he's doing the training. Agreed, that's that's what I'm hoping for. Yes, it, yes. It'll, it'll never go away because it shouldn't. It's mm-hmm. just part of our lives. And mm-hmm. I, I do love the camaraderie of it, which has been the, my favorite part because I feel part of that most of the time. Yeah, I mean, as, mm-hmm. as we are here, but even, you know, even though I don't get to go to his station very often because he's down in the middle of Atlanta and I don't choose not to go down there very often <laughs> <laughs> I, I try not to do that 
Robin, you went 51 minutes without. Uh, oh, that's without good. That. So that's yeah, good. no, no, that's okay. great. But I still, we got you. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't like it down there for many things. So I choose not to go to his stations. I used to, and it was important to do that. But I just, I'm going to say, this is going to be totally different. I think probably after. Okay, so we're on. This is day three of this excursion. Of mm-hmm. the Destin, yeah, yeah, this of is combustion. day three. Yeah, day three of, of combustible goes to the beach. And, um, <laughs> Sounds like a bad Jerry Lewis movie. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it does. Need some beach balls like bouncing in the ground. <laughs> you know, um, listening to the four of you guys, this and listening to four very different men mm-hmm. with four very. I mean, don't take this the wrong way. I'm impressed with how smart and mm-hmm. th- how their thought processes and I think it would be really cool if they found some way to retire and build some sort of firefighter Bring think tank. Yeah, yeah. Build yes. build those the four of them to build that together. Like when we were doing that exercise with Pavel yesterday mm-hmm. and listening to Hatch his perspective versus Bill's perspective versus Shane's perspective, and then I got to give his perspective because I was the quote wild card or whatever. <laughs> Y'all picked the wild one, and but it was interesting to see how the four of their brains were all working differently, differently, mm-hmm. but together. Mm-hmm. They're, yes. they're 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 all part of a wheel, all working differently but together, and their true passion in making the fire service a better place. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't want to just. I don't think any of them are going to be able to retire and walk away. Number mm-hmm. one. They're going to have to do something in fire services. They'll be miserable. I know. I don't think I could live with Shane if he wasn't. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to just walk away either. They want to leave something better. Yes. And it, you know, when they walk away, they want to leave something better. And I don't think, you know, yeah, we're their biggest fans because they're their, we're their wives and stuff. But I don't think that some people un- get this. This is a pretty deep think tank over here, yeah. and it's something that if somebody had any sense and they could tap into it. It would could probably turn into something pretty awesome. So, I mean, I know that they're, you know. We've been thinking about doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously. And we're so rich off of it. <laughs> seriously, you, the four, I mean, you guys were some of the ground root MAFSI people too, correct? Yeah, we, I got brought in a few years into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I think there's just a lot of po- untapped potential here. Okay. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to kind of wrap up, but I want to spring a question on each of you because we tend to spring questions, but this is a different question. If they were going to make a, a movie of your husband's firefighting life, who would play your husband in that movie? <laughs> uh, what are you trying to do to us, Bill? Right? <laughs> are you trying to get us in trouble here? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know what to go. We want, we want to honest do. answers. Like, who do we want to be playing I know. the George picture? George Clooney. LL Cool J in the house? I don't know what. I don't What, what goes on there? <laughs> it sounds like Nicole put some thought into this already. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we have this conversation at dinner a little bit last night? Did we? That was a little our, bit. That was Not our, who would play the role, but okay, that was yeah, our crushes. That was just crushes. Yeah, who would play the role? Who is it um, that, that kind of okay. meets wow, that requirement? That's hard. I don't that's know hard. who I don't could know. be Pavel Trosh. I don't know who can fit that mold. Um, he's so unique in so many ways. I don't know that there's anybody that can squeeze in there. 
Just no, that's a hard I, one. I asked a totally horrible question that we're not going to get answered. That's just a hard uh, question. If you yeah, you did. an hour yeah. ago, I would have had a lineup for you. Would um, <laughs> ask you. Ask what, an hour if ago? If you had asked an hour ago, I would have had a lineup for you because I've thought about this before. And, you know, I mean, it, it's it's got to be a... Gotta be a big dude. Asshole badass with a good heart, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the casting but, call. But, you know, right. I don't so. know who that's gonna be that fits. Yeah. You know. Mine would be yeah. some snarky, intelligent guy. <laughs> snarky? I like the George Clooney snarky. idea. That, that yeah. fits. Yeah. That fits. Well, who wouldn't want to be George Clooney? So. Mine would be this, you know, smart, thoughtful, emotional person and gooey inside yeah <laughs> it, i mean i know two girls well three if you count me but that can and well, probably yeah. shane's mother yeah there's four women that can make shane cry the drop of a hat all you have to do is just like yeah. and he's like oh god so <laughs> well yeah. now i'm oh, gonna try it you, <laughs> you know, y'all should try it we should see if the three of you can make shane cry because me and the girls can make shane cry and his mom <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to happen in Pavel's world. That didn't happen there. He's not he's, a crier. Yeah, Shane's he a crier. He's a fixer, protector. He um, wants to make sure everything is going the way it needs to, make sure his kids are good. See, that's what Maybe his grandbabies. Maybe the grandbabies could send him over. They got him this, wrapped. This is, the, this is why. So we have the smart-ass asshole. We have the snarky guy. With a big heart. With, with a big, big heart. heart. Right. Big heart. With a big heart. The, the guy that's going to go, the, 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 I mean, Hatch is the guy that's going to throw the bullshit card down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what makes him yeah. cry. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> I wish everybody could see Robin smile right now. Right. So we got, so we got Hatch there. We got Pavel. We got Snark over here. And then we have Mr. Sensitive out in the pool about to bust his ass on a raft. And so the combination of that is pretty. It works. It makes combustible what it is. <laughs> it makes it combustible. <laughs> it makes it combustible right, so, for sure. So everyone has dodged the question with the exception of Paula. Who no, said you just Clooney. didn't give me time to think about yeah, all those just, names. Well, what we're going to do is we'll, we'll let you choose. And as part of the post, when we post this episode, we will post a picture with the four actors. We're not going to say who's who, but we'll just put the four actors up there. And, and Does that be an actor? Can it be a cartoon? Like I've got it mine. It can be a cartoon. Mine's I got okay. it. All right, got we it. can do that. Because <laughs> if it's a cartoon, i got if it's a cartoon. Now I'm wondering. Is it Droopy Dog? Nope. No, okay. <laughs> Droopy Dog's my favorite. No, no he's not no, a manic depressive. No, no, not he's a happy fella. He's going to be upset that I said that. I don't think he's Eeyore. No, you bet. You, yeah, you're, he's going to be like, Bill, really? Yeah, really? You, you think, think I'm, I'm Eeyore? Eeyore? Really, Bill? I can hear it now. Yeah. Then I'm going to be like, you're really being Eeyore right now. Three weeks from now, you're going to be out at <laughs> oh, I have Happy a good China. One. I have a good one for Shane. I have one for Shane. Yeah. Oh, wait. Now, this is, a different, this is a different thing. I was, I was no, letting you pick for your own men, but well, I Robin, will. Robin's picking for Shane. Who's going to play Shane? Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Maybe, yeah. Now, wait. Is this, is this present-day Kurt Russell, Deepwater Horizon, or are we talking about 1982 The Thing, Kurt Russell? You're pulling on the movie crap on me. I don't know. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. In between, in the middle. Okay. All right. Tango That's and cash. That's the vision I'm getting. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now do Bill. Uh, yeah. Well, Who's I like Clooney Bill? for him. You picked a good one for him. That's a good one. Well, she said yeah, that first. I don't know that that actually. Yeah. No. Okay. In her world. Yeah. I'm thinking about Hatch. I got to think that one through. <laughs> <laughs> What was that movie they were watching yesterday? Thor. Thor. Oh, but 
No. No. The hair doesn't fit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Does the hair have to fit? I thought it was the persona. It's got to be long hair for Thor. He's uh, not. Mm-mm. He's no. got the strands of steel. Does that happen? <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, does anybody have anything they, they want to add before we kind of wrap this up? Hit us up if you got a question. Yeah, yeah. send us questions. That's yeah. easy, much easier to talk about. <laughs> if there's wives out there that they have a question like, how do you handle this? How do you handle that? Listen to what the podcast. Listen to the podcast. We'll come back again. Yeah. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> it took them two hours to set this stuff up. I don't think any of us have patience. Yeah, for slight that technical again. difficulties yes. today. We'll go shopping next time. We'll go All shopping right. next time. Well, we really appreciate you guys sitting down and talk to us because this was a, definitely a, a different perspective than we normally get on this. And we hope that maybe some of our regular listeners uh, get something from this and maybe those regular listeners' wives get something from this. But uh, if you do have a question for the wives or you have a question for any of us, you can, of course, hit us up on Facebook or uh, at info at combustiblethepodcast.com. And we love to hear from you. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. 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 I can hear you now. Ooh, <laughs> Paula, you sound so sexy. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Paula sounds a little deep. Uh, <laughs> 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 we sound like we're uh, porn stars. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I what's your, I'm a country. What's but. your other name? Mm. <laughs> what's your porn star name? Your, um, the, f- the first street you lived in and, and your, your dog's the, first name or yeah, something something like that a Dearborn Mopsy not gonna yeah. work <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I live on 38th Ave anybody want to do Dearborn Mopsy Mopsy Dearborn Mitzi Langwood Mitzi Langwood's a good one <laughs> Mitzi Langwood I don't Mitzi remember Langwood. my first street yeah. it was a dirt road <laughs> dirt road Snoopy <laughs> that sounds that well, it's sounds to be very good. Good. that's Snoopy. a South Georgia stripper that's right I was on 38th Ave, so... That's an Augusta stripper. 38th. Ouch. 38th. 38th Ave. Yeah, but what would be First dog's dog name? was Sparky. Sparky there you 38. go. He was a Ooh. fire Dalmatian. Sparky 38 sounds pretty fun. My phone just dinged. <laughs> <laughs>